you you can't you don't just take a baby away from its family and be like ah it's it's young it won't remember its mom that's exactly what happens with like uh adoption that is that actually is true it's like it's literally adoption when you're getting a dog but the only thing I, I want out of this but, podcast is to be wrong about shit and have people who know about it have to listen and hate us. Well, something I realized about myself this morning. What's that? Uh, when I need coffee, I'm back drinking coffee, by the way, that lasted Whoa. like one hour. When I need coffee, you can sell me anything. What, like in addition to coffee? Yes, in addition to coffee. I, if... If I believe that I'm also getting coffee as part of this deal, I will take the deal no matter what it is. I will buy your house. I will buy your – I'll take – if you have like a pet you don't want, I will take that off your hands. If it's if it's like $20, I get coffee and then the thing that you don't want, I'll do that deal every time. <laughs> so you're like, a, you're like a coffee whore basically. You'll do anything I'm, for coffee. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I I could just easily be taken advantage of. Uh, twice in the so I'm in Houston and they have, they've been, it's just everything is free everywhere. It's the NFL is, uh, they're trying to solve their ratings problem by buying off the media seemingly. So um, you can, you should not have to buy food at any point because in the media center and everything, there's just all the stuff and. Uh, twice in, I think, four days, I've gone in my hotel downstairs just to get coffee. And they don't have a Starbucks or anything in there. And they don't even have one of the complimentary coffee things on the side. So you have to go into the restaurant. And when you walk in, you're like, hi, uh, could I get some coffee? They're like, yeah, sit down. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then within like, 50, within like five minutes, you have either an omelet or... You've taken their breakfast buffet or done something like that. So, see, that's like that's that's not a bad thing though. Like coffee with breakfast. Sometimes if you don't eat when you drink coffee, you get the shakes, and and nobody wants yeah. that. So I mean, like that, you could do a lot worse getting uh, getting breakfast with your coffee. But I mean, I do understand what you're saying, and I also think that it should be like federal law that every hotel yes has a place that just sells coffee. Or like coffee in the newspaper or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. It's a, it's a very nice hotel, but that is a, that's an area where they can fucking get you. And I th- there is a lot of people sitting down there right now, and I'm looking at them and I'm like, how many of these people just want to get some coffee and then catch their flight or whatever, and they get trapped into? I wonder if they do that for omelets. I think that there should be a sliding scale for uh the breakfast prices in the morning at hotels for places that do not have coffee out to be taken. This is a very specific situation, (laughs) but I think that uh, for a place like this in the morning at uh, say between six and seven in the morning, uh, breakfast should be $45. And uh, because that's where they're getting the, the people like me, that's where, they're going to take advantage, and quite frankly, if you're a dummy like me that can be taken advantage of, you deserve it. Uh, but as I thought you were going to go, go the other way. Like I thought you were going to say, like if you don't, if you don't have like a quick coffee place in your hotel, then you should be serving like a one dollar breakfast with your with the coffee in a restaurant. Oh no, I think that if you don't have free coffee out, then quite frankly, you're 
you've got some fucked up scheme going on. And my goal there, even as uh, one of the victims of it, is to see how far that scheme can go. So I think that <laughs> in the morning, it should be like $45 for a piece of bread. And then as the morning goes on, once it gets to 10, 11 o'clock, where you're like, I can just simply leave and go get coffee anywhere else, then breakfast should be very, very cheap because that should only be for the people who want it. This is the only people that should this is a theory a this is a theory that's rooted in self-loathing. You're like, I hate myself. Most of my theories are. <laughs> right. I hate Most. myself. How can I get fucked even harder by this this hotel? Like, why aren't they just ruining my life? Yeah. Uh but yeah, the the only I'm pretty yeah the only food that I've spent money on in Houston it's things I'm going I'm going back today and I uh, I didn't go do any kind of uh, Houston cuisine type places although I I'm not even quite sure what that is I think that bar there was talk of barbecue and nobody really made it out to do barbecue stuff I mean when you're there for like for the Super Bowl or there for like a specific reason especially on a work trip there's a like 10% chance that you'll be able to do anything. Anything, yeah. yeah. So uh, I can't, can't blame you there. Yeah, we went to uh, see Solange last night because she put on a free show at, uh, again, NFL's just like, no one's watching our product. I know. We'll have Solange play for the for the people who go to all of our games for free. That will, that will fix That'll our get ratings problem. Yeah. Uh, so we went to that, but we got there at the last song anyway that, that you, that's kind of you seem very uh very low energy how have you been uh, i think we both seem low energy i was gonna check in and ask how our energy is but i think we both know right now uh, i feel, i feel like i'm i'm doing okay for somebody who woke up like 20 minutes ago um nice <laughs> how's the uh have you been going out down there uh yes and no i've uh i've I did not get drunk at any point of this trip, and I feel outstanding about that. I felt so I felt so good every morning, just by comparison to how one can feel on the road in the morning. Um, you can, yeah. In the, uh, the the old hockey days, you you get up and you don't feel great, but I felt outstanding every every day of of this week. Um, there was a media party that the NFL also put on, and uh, they had the band The Suffers, who's really good, and I had no idea that they were playing there, and I had a fun little freakout thing when I realized that. But yeah, just had a couple beers there. Just, I, I, was a, I was a big couple beers here and there guy this week, and I'm quite proud of myself for that. You did not make it to, uh, to the rundown, huh? No. I So, fun fact... I didn't see any uh, friends, really, because I don't have a lot of friends. It's but, true. Yes. Uh, no, I, di- I, didn't, uh, I didn't make it to the rundown. I wanted to. Last night was the only night that it was probably a possibility. And it really, I just, I couldn't make it happen. Um, Even Daryl yeah, was there. I know. Dar- so Darren and I had a big week. I know. I saw that. Saw that. Yeah, how did uh, how did that go? It went great. I uh, saw him at Patriots availability on let's say Tuesday, and he was just kind of standing there. He was in his phone, and Shocker. I was like, "Oh shit, that's you're right." I was like, "Oh shit, that's Darren." And I went over to him, and uh, 
this is this is a little inside baseball situation. So on Monday night, uh, I saw PFT, and PFT and I have never met. And I went up to him and said, "Like, hey man, just just want to say what's up. Like, you, your shit's hilarious. Love, love, pardon my take. All that typical platitudes." And uh, I was like, "I was like, I hey, hey, I'm DJ." And he was like, DJ Bean. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And P- PFT could have definitely been like, oh, nice, like, PJ, nice to meet you, kid. Like, who should I make this autograph out to? It totally <laughs> blown me off. And he didn't. And he was just a, a cool guy. Uh, we actually chatted about you for a second. And um, that's when I was still dead on the internet, right? Right, exactly. He was like, uh, he was like, oh, yeah, so how, how's Pete doing? And I was like, yeah. People like we all, people we all still kind of hate like him. I died, right? <laughs> like, like how you do, or like a loved one died. They're like, how you doing, buddy? Like I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Well, when he asked how you, to me, when he asked how you were doing, I was like, do you know which, which tweet it was that got him in trouble? And he was like, ah. And I told him, I was like, that's. I was like, I feel like he, he's done so much worse. But anyway, we've had that conversation already. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he was like super friendly and everything and we chatted for a minute and when i went up to darren i was like darren hey it's dj and he looked at me like i had a thousand heads yes of course right and he was like uh dj with dj with under fifty thousand followers that that kind of (laughs) look and uh i was like dj bean we did a podcast together We've emailed you and I. I, I email you kind of a lot. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh yeah, 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 so good." And like once he realized who it was, but I, I found it funnier that I found it funny that I've interacted way more with Darren Rovell than PFT Commenter, and PFT Commenter is way cooler than Darren Rovell. Yeah. <laughs> and of the two, the one that big timed me was Darren. Um, so the next day, I ran into him again. I ended up running into Darren Rovell a lot, and uh, which is funny because. The, there are so many people at this fucking thing that uh, you you miss like everybody, um, and uh, so I, I ran into Darren Ovell a thousand times, and the second day I ran into him, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, like now we were he was kind of familiar with me, and we were talking about uh, we were talking about something. It was actually up his alley. It was uh, brand or uh like business related and i was like i've just got to get stuff my chest i was like hey i i don't completely mock you and he was like (laughs) yeah and i I was like i was like when i say uh like dairy legend or like don't fuck with darren like if you're fucking with darren you're fucking with me i was like i've just i was like i'm on your side i've i've decided i'm team darren and he was like, oh, he was like, it's just, he was like, on a case-by-case basis, it's so hard to tell which people, when they do that, are serious. He was like, he was like, I'll say, he was like, someone will be nice to me, and then I'll be nice back to them, and then, like, it's a joke, and then it ends up on Barstool. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Uh, was he, like, being awkward or anything? Is that why you just, like, felt the need to blurt it out? It's like, hey, by the way, I don't mock you. It, was, it, it just seemed like he was kind of... Uh, like, does this guy like, like me or not? Like, is this guy fucking with me? Yeah. I think. I think that uh, he got the sense that maybe 
because I, I, I was like, oh, yo, let's get a selfie and everything. I think that he m- may have thought my um, my excitement to see him was tongue in cheek, like to sabotage him, basically. Right. Which I'd be like, hey, could we, could we get a selfie? Boom! Now I got a picture of you. You <laughs> fuck. Like, I don't know what could be done there, but uh, yeah, he's cool. I just <laughs> I, I was like walking and talking with him, and then after I saw one of my coworkers. And I had told they had seen the day before that I'd met him and taken a selfie with him, and they were like, "Man, so you guys Darren are really hitting it off." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Man, yeah, that's Darren, Darren Novell's my guy." So uh, that was that was probably the the most important part of this week that I was able to solidify a friendship with Darren Novell. I also met Kel Mitchell. Yes, I did see that. Very and, random that he's there. He is there working for Nickelodeon, and he is working for Nickelodeon. Really? There, it's not like, hey, uh, go walk around, and we'll be like, we have Kel here. They're like, go walk around, fucking interview people. We want sound on this, this, and this. He was asking Tom Brady questions and shit. I mean, he was he was in character hard for oh. the uh, the Good Burger guy, and it, it I like saw very short clips of it. And it um, it made me feel uncomfortable a little bit. Oh yeah, I felt very sad about that. Okay, yeah, because that's a thing that should have died a long time ago, and he's way too old to be doing that character. Yeah, it, uh, and also his the voice that he has to put on for that. It's very like oh like, it's so uncomfortable. I feel I hear that voice and my voice hurts. Right, exactly. It's yeah. so raspy. I never noticed. Yeah, I never noticed that. I don't know if it's because he's older now, but like that voice makes, like you said, it makes my voice hurt because yeah. to do that, it's got to be so difficult. Like, Yo, right. <laughs> it's uh, it's like when you see someone with a little something on their face, you instinctively start to scratch that area of your face. Uh, that's that's how I felt about Kel. Uh, I spoke to Kel uh, at. Uh, the second time I saw Kel, I was like, all right, I'm going to say what up to him because he kept sitting next to me. Uh, he, Belichick's press conference is like huge ass room. He said he's sitting next to me and I was like, all right, I feel good about myself. That He's like, I can sit next to any of these motherfuckers. That guy looks safe. Um, and then in Brady's uh, availability after he was standing next to me in the scrum. So when everyone was walking out, I, I was like, hey, man, I just... Because I actually I am a fan of Kel Mitchell. I've got takes on Kel Mitchell. He's we talked kinda, about having him on the show. Yeah, you're right. He's like, um, he's got a JC Shazay thing going on, where it's like, how come this guy became famous and this guy didn't? Yeah, you know. Um, well, I'll tell you why. Because Keenan Thompson is unbelievable. <laughs> Keenan Thompson's pretty great, but Keenan was the straight man, and Kel was the guy who would just yeah. go and wild out for a minute. So yeah. I, uh, so Kel had a show. I'm. I haven't brought this up on the podcast. I'd be astonished. He had a show called Dance 360. Oh, no. We've brought this up. Yeah. Yeah. Did you Brady watch Dance 360? Gave, gave cold hard cash. Yes. To, to like basement dance parties. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I love that show. And you'd... you'd ta- the dance party that gives you cash. <laughs> hard cash. You think you've got moves. Um... That's uh, I just stole that bit. That's the thing that Adam Hart does that we have to do. So Adam Hart does a really good uh, voiceover guy voice. And why if anything, why haven't we used that? I know we should, we could do videos with it. Like if anything happens, um, 
if you're like, oh, fuck, I've got a cold, he'll just go, oh, you think you've got a cold. <laughs> Wait till you see my cold. Uh, so that shit cracks me up. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, I said to Kel, I was like, hey, man, I'm a, I'm a big fan. And he was doing like the, oh, yeah, like, sure you are, a little bitch kind of uh, reaction. And I, I was like, I was, I was like, love, uh, love Dance Three Six Zero, and he politely was like, Dance Three Sixty, and I was fucking distraught because I know that it's called Dance Three Sixty, but you on the show, to, you're just trying to be hip, and it backfired. I, that's exactly what happened. But on the show, you know, they would say uh, they'd be like three six, and the crowd would go, oh, three six zero. Oh. So that's my friends and I when we would talk about Dance Three Sixty, we would call it Three Six Zero. And I, it was, you know what it was? It was 500 days of summer, the expectations versus reality. Right. I, I begin talking to Kel Mitchell and the left. I say, hey, man, I love Dance 360. And he's like, well, wait until, he's like, oh, man, let's get, what's the guy's name? Fredro Star? Was that the other host of the show? I don't watch that show. I just you know, did, I, just, I just know about it because you talked about it. You only know it. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Oh man! Well, I mean, you just explained it by saying the the dance show that gives you cash. But uh, um, I'd love to see like what your brain is envisioning when you're thinking of Dance 360. Um, it's Kel and another guy, and there's a lot of they would have people come in, and they would this. I think it was the second round. It would be like two on two, but it was tag team. So you tag a guy in and out, and he would dance for you, and then you tag you back in. And when it was looking like you were pretty much done with your little dance part, they would go, tag your man, tag your man. And the whole crowd would be like, tag your man. Like, get the fuck off there. And fuck. So that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought I was going to tell him I like Dance 360, and he was going to call up uh, Fred Rostar, who I'm doubling down on that being the guy's name. And... Then we were just going to become a thing, and he was going to come on brunch, and we were going to have, like, Kel Fridays, and that was going to be a thing for a minute. And instead, he was like, man, this fucker's acting like he knows my work, doesn't even know the name of the damn show. Yeah, it's ouch. Just, it was pretty devastating. Ouch. Yeah. Um, Martellus Bennett is trying to make a cartoon with Chance the Rapper. Wow. That would be yeah. something. <clears throat> yeah. That would be uh, a very weird project. It would be, but it, it uh, so first of all, this week, the, uh, the kind of vibe around the Patriots is super surprising. Every day is like media day. It's ev- everything is light. Everything is jokey. Everything is uh, weird. And Martellus Bennett is just a uh, crazy ass dude. And so everyone's asking all these crazy questions, even like Thursday, three days before the Super Bowl. And he's just joking around, talking about weird shit. And he's worn the three hat a few times. So I and Bennett lives in Chicago. So I was like, hey, like just, just like shot in the dark. Do you know Chance the Rapper? And he was like, yeah, our daughters have play dates. <laughs> and wow. He was like, I'm trying to do, uh, he was like, I'm making a cartoon that I'm trying to get him to do. I want him to do the music and I want him to do the voices. And I was like, man, I would, I would like purchase that cartoon <laughs> as an adult. I would watch a Chance the Rapper cartoon made by NFL player Martellus Bennett. 
if if they win the Super Bowl, we should have Martellus Bennett on the uh, on the podcast. That would be great. Yeah, he's uh, he's yeah, a he, weird dude. <laughs> he reminds me so I he reminds me so much of one of my friends. Um, and someone the other day was like, "Man, imagine being friends with someone like that, where they're just always throwing just crazy weird takes and analogies out there." I was like, I actually have a friend who does exactly that, and it's the most entertaining thing in the world. He, uh, yeah, he got in a little shot at Trump. He, what else did he do this week? Uh, he, he said, books take you on a vacation when you can't afford it. Nice he, man. Wow. Uh, <laughs> he, he had a bunch of uh, of really weird. Oh, he he said. Uh, when we were talking about Chancellor Rapper, he was like, and the funny thing is, his last name is Bennett, because that's right. His name's Chancellor Bennett. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And he was like, he was like, who knows? Maybe we're related. People say that we look alike, but I don't think we do. And I was like, I wanted to be like, uh, you Nobody look so little like Chancellor Rapper. That <laughs> Nobody says that, man. Stop making shit up. Oh, he, and then, then he was like, he was like, who knows, though? A lot of people think that all black people look the same. Oh, God. And I want to, to be like, even with racism, <laughs> like, <laughs> I find it very hard for someone to, to look at the two and be like, those guys look very similar. One is like the skinniest, smallest right. dude in the world wearing overalls all day. And the other is just a massive monster of a man. I, uh, yeah, that that seems like it doesn't happen. <laughs> no, he, no one has seen Martellus Bennett walking down the street and be, been like, Chance the Rapper! Jeno, Jeno, is that Chance the Rapper? Do it. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, shit, not him. Fuck. Yeah. He also he sang uh, Cocoa Butter Kisses also. This is during like a press thing. Okay. He's, uh, so he got I, weird. I, I think Martellus Bennett's my kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, We have reviews. Yeah. Uh, we have three, I think, actually. We do. Uh, let me pull these up. Um, a couple glasses of red wine with brunch, says Pat in the Hat. Brunch, a podcast where a couple guys are just being dudes and what glory that bestows upon the listeners' ears. DJ and Pete truly are the bad boys of podcasting, and they'll push the envelope with takes such as, is love actually actually bad? Spoiler alert, it's very bad, and reminding us just how dead Paul Walker actually is. I wanted this podcast to be about sports when I subscribed because guy stuff. I was then enlightened to find out that it was so much more than that. Thanks to brunch, I've watched a ton of new shows slash movies, realized that drinking wine with the fells is definitely worth your time, and of course, my eyes were open to run the jewels. Congrats on the recommendation. Thank you, DJ and Pete, for being the gayest straight guy podcast out there. Well, love that tagline. Perf. Perf. The gayest straight guy podcast out there. Yeah, and if you want to call us the straightest gay guy podcast, we'll take that too. <laughs> True. Uh, because DJ told me to do it by Sean McGrath, I'm an aspiring journalist who wants to be told to stick to sports, and DJ tweeted that we should review this podcast and give it five stars. Now I just need to sign up for some classes at the handlebar, and I will be successful. Nice, Great, boys. Nice. Little uh, little um, backstory there. Everyone was pissed at Darren because he tweeted uh, – Two aspiring journalists, you should work for free. And everyone got really mad at that. And I don't think that that's a wrong take, but everyone got mad at Darren for it. So people were tweeting out um, like their sarcastic recommendation for aspiring journalists. And my recommendation was to review brunch and sign up for classes at the handlebar. It led this guy right to the slaughter. So Yeah. Um, and then oh, yeah, the, other I one. Read the other one, huh? Let the other see. one is Love to Brunch. 
by CP's 1494. Basically, if the two guys from the Sonic commercials had a podcast. Don't I hate they, that review either. <laughs> yeah, those guys are good. Yeah. And they the Sonic commercials kind of are a podcast. It's yeah, just, kind of. Well, I'd say it's more of a web series than a podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's just two guys kind of vibing off each other. True. I like those guys a lot. We should have them on the podcast. We should. Um, we've discussed this, though. One of them, whose name I can't remember because it's the Monin, is kind of a, a big deal, though. And I think people don't know that. Yeah, it's the um, it's the sh- the the not tall guy. It's the guy who uh, is the wacky one usually. Yeah, yeah. He's a big improv star, I guess. Yes, he's. Uh, everyone knows his name. They always talk about how great he does the improv. Uh, he's like a Zach. He's a Zach Woods type, except uh, known more in the improv world than in the kind of mainstream world. Uh, I've got to take. That I think we should discuss. Okay. So when you go to pick up a dog, it's often with, um, it's often in there with a bunch of other dogs, right? Often with its what, family. Like picking picking up like a oh, no. like, like purchase a, a dog, acquiring a dog. Yes, yeah. you go to acquire a dog. They'll have the dog in a cage in a crate with. They'll be like, oh, that's his brother, that's his sister, and you pick out which dog you like, you take it home. Yeah. I've never really thought about how fucked up that is. <laughs> uh, you're walking yeah, in and you're taking up. away you're taking someone away from their family for the rest of their fucking life, no questions asked, and you're celebrating. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean usually it's a puppy, so <laughs> there I don't is know. no it's, it's, it's that's you you can't you don't just take a baby away from its family and be like ah it's it's young it won't remember its mom. That's exactly what happens with like a adoption, if or like yeah. a surrogate. That is that actually is true. It's like it's literally adoption when you're getting a dog. Yeah, but I I don't know. I think uh, the, my overall question was: should there shouldn't there be tears when you pick up a dog and take them home? Tears from who? From the people acquiring the dog? Well, the dog's probably cr- the dog doesn't know that it's getting separated from its family for the rest of its life. I think yes. that that the people acquiring the dog should uh, appreciate the sadness of the situation <laughs> instead of being like puppy, like our family grew by one shit like that. You should be like, man, we're doing we're not doing a good thing here. It's a real selfish uh, culture uh, in man versus dog. It's you acquire a dog and that's all you think about. It's just about you. Now you have a dog. Well, you really you're about, they don't really think about the dog's perspective. Well, you're like, I have paid thousands of dollars. This is my dog now because <laughs> the person who had the dog said, okay, I'll sell the dog. And the dog didn't have any sort of say in this. Yeah, but how many dogs spend like their lives with their family? That's a good, that's a good question. I, that's on us though. I think that PETA would have something to say about this. I think that maybe they could give us some numbers on the quality of life for dogs when they stay with their family. So if you think humans weren't involved, that dogs would just spend their entire lives in like their, with their family? Yeah, I think so. I th- do you think that they would run off and do their own thing? Um, yeah, probably. I mean, don't for the most part, don't most animals do that? Like, yes. Like mothers raise their, their small dogs 
animal cub things or babies just until they're old enough to make it on their own. Yes. I'm saying yes to all these. I don't know animal culture. Uh, I think this is correct. Like, I re- for the I, most I'm, part. I'm praying that we're wrong. But the only thing I, I want do, out of this podcast I, is to be wrong about shit and have people who know about it have to listen and hate us. But I will say that wolves are pretty close to, to dogs, to the dog family tree, and wolves spend their lives in packs. I don't know if they're families, but wolves stick together. Did you see the movie with Liam Neeson and the wolves? Uh, the Gray? Yes. I did not see that. Shitty-ass movie. <laughs> it's about a bunch of fellas just out being guys, and wolves start eating them. Oh, and nice, man. He, uh... I've seen Dances with Wolves. Nice. I've not. Ooh. Yeah. Well, this is not... This isn't going well. Not a lot, not a lot of overlap here. <laughs> How many people die in Dances with Wolves? Um, I can't recall, but not a lot. It's not, a, it's not a lot of death in that movie. Tons die in the gray. Well, we saw the Jungle Book, and there's there's wolves in that, and wolves in that. Yeah. Um, shit, I'm trying to think. They, they leave it open ended whether or not Liam Neeson dies at the end of uh, the Gray. He fights. He puts a bunch of nips on his hands. He tapes nips to his hands and is like, "You know what? I'm gonna fight this wolf." Nips like uh like alcoholic alcohol nips. Yeah, like small little bottles. Interesting. He's like, "I'm gonna cut this fucker up." It's like, eh, wolf's probably going to eat you. <laughs> That's probably the outcome here. I think the, the, the moral of what the, this story is is that I don't know if dogs would stick together even if we didn't take them apart from each other. Uh, I'm just There's no way someone can do that experiment. Right? Uh, you, would have to have, you would have to adopt uh, an entire family of dogs, put them in your backyard... And leave the gate open every day. <laughs> yeah. Or you, you just have to have like a controlled environment with like those trackers on the dogs. Yeah. To see if they try to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. But maybe they just like go out for cigarettes and stuff. And maybe they like, maybe they do the Frank Underwood, uh, Claire thing where they're just like, you know what? Do your own thing. But like, yeah. at the end of the day, we're sticking together. Exactly. Right. Like you, you can go away for three days. You don't got to tell me where you are. But at the end of the day, you're mine, baby. <laughs> that's I think the dogs talk to each other like that too. I think okay. the dogs dogs throw around baby uh in a in a uh condescending way a lot. May, I mean we had this discussion on the end of the world podcast. What one question could you ask a dog? Maybe that should if we could retroactively go back, that should be your question is like do you hate me for taking you away from your family? But their answer is going to be Wait, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> I had a family? That's true. Good point. Do you think the dogs tell each other, like, dogs know shit about what's going on and they inform each other? Like, yo, this Trump guy fucking sucks. No, not, no, like, they're not, they're not woke to that, but, like, they're woke to kind of the operation that if, say, someone saw your dog Summer. It was in summer. I was like, "Hey, I'm so happy. I got these people. They love me." Blah blah. And then that's Summer's voice. She has a very uh, deep, nerdy guy voice. And uh, someone's like, "Yo, you need to watch watch out for yourself because those those people they took you away from your family." 
you had a family and you you were kidnapped you were sold in a in a really fucked up deal and now they own you so you need to get out as soon as you can <laughs> and then then summer's like oh shit what do i do with this information and then summer goes around to other dogs like hey are do we belong to these people or are they kind of stealing us and they have no way of really knowing it's a good question yeah you know what i've always wondered i've always wondered if if dogs think in the like their country of origin like summer's a german shepherd so i wonder if yeah. she just like thinks in deutschland my <laughs> <clears throat> uh but and then uh tess is australian so oh nice nice not, uh, trump's not a big fan of her jesus fucking cr- that that headline so unfortunately the headline was totally accurate to the story that uh the whoever had the story with like all the details of the shit that trump pulled on that phone call uh the headline was like trump uh <laughs> insults comma brags to australian leader and that's exactly what he did I woke up. Like, I woke up and I like didn't catch the details of that story or something, and and I had, was totally in the dark. And I just like saw that we might be at war with Australia, and I was like, "Huh, that is the last country in the world that I would expect to be in a rift with." Australians seem like they don't care about anything. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's a bold strategy. The the get everybody pissed off at us thing. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think I found out about it because some dude tweeted at us. Being like, I'm Australian. I love brunch. Do you guys still like us? Oh yeah, because no, because somebody tweeted, um, like, uh, dear Australians, your country, your people, and your co- and your culture are absurd. Like, like we all, like we all mock you. Like something to suggest that we mock them and that they're absurd. And then it was like, but we're uh, we're on your side or something. And someone tweeted us. They were like, wait, do, do people not like Australians? I don't so I don't think that that person the original person was wrong. Like I think that Australians are are bizarre. But <laughs> I mean no more bizarre than Americans I guess. I just like in a, bizarre in a different culture or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like pretty no, bizarre to elect Donald Trump. So I don't think we have a, a leg right. to stand on. But like I I really don't think that people dislike Australians. No. No. Um, I just think they're a little wacky sometimes. I love them. They're so friendly. Yeah. Uh, have you also, seen? Also, they have that amazing morning show. Um, it's basically like the Today Show in Australia, and they have that guy Carl. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I know it, dude. You should look up that dude Carl on uh, on YouTube from the Today Australia Morning Show. That dude's fucking hilarious. That's. I'm very excited to do that. Um, what, have you seen the SNL Ziggy Azalea? Uh, no, Iggy, I have not. Iggy, yeah, uh, it's called the Iggy Azalea Show, and it's not—it's not funny. But the premise of it is: uh, it's Kate McKinnon plays Iggy Azalea, and she does the whole—I can't do an Australian accent, but she does the whole, like, "Oh my God, thank you so much!" Like, rip is so much fun, and the way that she says rip is hilarious. And she talks about how much she loves uh, when she's ripping, <laughs> and it's—and then every time. And then she'll kind of go into the Iggy Azalea character and like act all serious and talk about guns and shit. And then she pops back out and she's like, "Oh, little old Aussie me." And so <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, the way that Australian people say "so" is uh, goes 
flies under the radar. How do they say it? I can't do it. Soup? I try so, so it's like <laughs> it's they they kind of curve it. It's it's tough. Look up I, the, if if I could have one if I could have one accent, it would definitely be Australian. Uh I mean, let me think. Uh I I'm trying to think. Uh does what's his face uh uh, Idris Elba, does he have an accent? Who? Uh, Idris Elba have an accent? Yeah, he's English. Yeah, I like. I, I want his voice because it's deep and it's also an English accent. No, you have, to keep, you have to keep your voice. You have to speak it in an accent, though. Uh, let's see. Let's let me think. Uh, start with Boston. Process of elimination. Don't want that. Uh, no, Australian's a pretty good one. Uh, no, you know what? Uh, I would go with uh, with West Virginia. What? I think that's such it's a funny accent. I I would understand that that uh, I would become a bit of a cartoon, but uh, I I love that accent. I love it on Randy Moss. I love it on Danny McBride. I think it's just it's so fun. Everything that you say with the West Virginia accent is two hundred times funnier. Especially in Danny McBride's case, if you sass somebody with a West Virginia accent. And maybe your SAS game isn't the strongest. It's automatically hilarious. Yeah, emphasis. Yeah, Um, we got a question from a listener, by the way. Uh, It's pretty on topic. Uh, Is Lady Gaga hot? Do you know Lady Gaga heat check? Yeah. Do you know where I fall on this? Yeah, you probably think she's really hot. I think think Lady Gaga's hot. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I'm not surprised by that. Yes, for me. How about you? Um, I. I mean. I think she's okay. Like, I don't think she's ugly. I don't think she's gross or whatever, but she's, she does really doesn't do anything for me. I think that she's got that. She's, I got in this argument with, uh, with a bunch of people this week, to be honest, it's kind of a a hot topic. Um, and I think the conclusion from people who do think she's hot is that she's just got this ineffable aura about her. And yeah, you seem to buy into the aura more than I do. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I give I give weight to the aura. Yeah. Uh although her press conference was was boring as fuck. Really? That's surprising. Yeah. OCU o- o- so press conferences for performers are a lot different than the press conferences for players, at least for the most part. Uh the the players' press conferences are very businesslike, and in the case of first Luke Bryan, who that guy is a fucking goofball and a half, um, and then Lady Gaga, it's just people asking dumb, stupid things. It's like someone told me going into it that they'd been to a bunch of them before, and they were like, "Every question is going to be, hi, I'm from E. Want to take a selfie?" And that's basically <laughs> oh what. Yeah, uh, that's basically what those things were. Uh, OCU Minora asked Lady Gaga. He was like, hey, I'm on a radio show, but I can never get the words to your songs. And I was like, I don't see what those have to do with each other. <laughs> and he's like, could you please tell me the lyrics to your song, Paparazzi? So Lady Gaga was like, I'm your biggest fan. I'll follow you until you love me, Papa Paparazzi. My answer, my, my answer to that would have been like, Hey, do you know about Google? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what everyone said after. They were like, man, so OC doesn't have to Google. 
<laughs> Good thing you went to a press conference to ask that. And then James Corden had sent people to do shit. He sent his two sisters to the press conferences to uh, ask stuff. And uh, well, real it, lazy man move. Right. It was for whimsical, uh, like video bit shit yeah. for the show. And they were like, hey, we're James Corden's sisters, Luke Bryan. Can you come and kiss us? I think. And he came over and kissed them. And it's like, nice, man. Uh, Luke Bryan is. Do you know anything about guy. him? Yeah. What's, wait, you like him? No, I said fuck that guy. Oh yeah, he is such a. He. he I can't him, stand. I can't stand like ninety percent of male mainstream country totally. pop singers. I think like that the him, only one that I like kind of is Kenny Chesney. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really have strong feelings either way for Kenny Chesney. I lean not liking him, but. Uh, Luke Bryan and the two guys from Florida Georgia Line. Are, oh God, <laughs> those, those guys! At least, at least the Florida Georgia Line guys are like they—they've got to know. Yeah, like they—they're pretty self-aware, I think, and they like they portray themselves as basically kind of trashy, which yes. is I kind well, of respect that. Like Luke Bryan sings about fucking like work in the fields and and like this like all that country shit and that dude is the most Hollywood fucking pristine yeah, country singer pretty, ever. He looks pretty polished. I tweeted yesterday that uh, he had a press conference and Lady Gaga had a press conference, and that I was more excited for Lady Gaga, but I definitely have more questions for yeah. Luke Bryan than maybe any any other person in the world. And uh, someone tweeted back questions for him, and one of them was, uh, do you think anyone would listen to your music if you weren't objectively good-looking? And I was like, I had to Google it. I was like, wait, is Luke Bryan even that good-looking? He's not objectively, He's okay. He's not objectively good-looking. Yeah, like I'm not going to see that guy walking down the street and be like, oh, damn. Right. And that's what I usually say when I see you guys walking down the street. <laughs> um, yeah, he, like, speaking of... of- like a caricature of a voice that dude has a character caricature yes i could not believe when he started speaking i was like oh fuck man that's that's what you sound like god this is gonna be a long and there's a lot of times when like singers talk in their normal speaking voice and it's like oh you sound different speaking than singing like very different and he does not he sounds exactly the same (laughs) yeah well i don't I'm going to sound like my dad, but I mean, does, is what he's doing really singing? Do you call that singing? (laughs) Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think of what he did that, oh, he said that he was rooting for the Falcons because he's from Atlanta and, uh, he's like, it's so hard to say though, because I've sold out Gillette stadium. It was like, no one asked, no one asked about that. Yeah. What? (laughs) That's a very strange. And then some, right. And then someone was like, uh, you started a free Brady chant when you played at Gillette Stadium. Uh, like, do you, do you still pull for Tom Brady? He was like, "Well, you know, we sold no, that man. place out." <laughs> His answer was really should have been, "Nah, man, my entire career is pandering." <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Oh, oh, the best part is someone, uh, a Boston TV guy, asked because he's singing the national anthem. He was like, "Luke, when you're singing the national anthem." Will you be thinking about the troops? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bruce Arthur, uh, who's the fucking goat, tweeted. Uh, he was like, 
Good thing someone asked the country singer if when he's singing the national anthem, he'll be thinking about the troops. <laughs> and uh, so I want to believe that that question was from a Parks and Rec fan. Yeah, you remember that dude? The dude yeah, who uh, Bo Burnham. Yeah, Bo Burnham. Yeah, and he's, he's like his songs. You're like, it's like uh, love my I mom, love, in love my mom, bring him home, <laughs> bring home the troops. <laughs> that's 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 so. That was pretty much exactly what it was. I did a, uh, I I tried a Snapchat, and uh, my thing with Snapchat is, I think that you can only Snapchat if you, with your time. I think that if I'm doing something that's fun, I'll start. I'll be like, "Oh, I'll make a snap story," and then I'll I'll make the first one. I'll post it, and then three minutes later, I'm like, "All right, I'm actually doing things now. I'm I'm having a good time. I'm not going to keep checking my phone." So, uh, but during the the press conference, I was like, "I'm going to Snapchat this shit." So I just wanted to put up a video of him talking with a bunch of the girl yeah, uh, saying that. no emojis. And I realized that after I posted it, the video that I posted, the clip was Had from no his answer. So he was talking. He was like, man, it's like I just I care so much about the troops and I ah. love them. And I posted that with like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Gross. <the> yeah. <laughs> so edgy, edgy DJ on Snapchat. Fuck the right. troops. <laughs> yeah. Getting all political on y'all's asses. Um, yeah, it was just so fucking funny, though, that someone would ask him. Somebody should troops. ask him. It would have been great if somebody asked him about Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, well, he said he said like that the troops are why I believe people should stand up and sing the national anthem. I want uh, to be like racist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, he's a goofy dude though. I decided by the end of it though, I was like, I'd love to two minutes of one-on-one time with this guy. I really just there's yeah, something I there. I wouldn't be opposed to having him on the podcast. It just like right, yeah. A lot of people were like, really get him on the podcast, like Darren Rovell style. Right, yeah. Like I'm, I'm down with that. I just feel like every every answer he gives would make me roll my eyes and like make the wanking motion at him. Right. Uh, we, well, we would have to tell him. Um, you sold millions of records. You're very successful. A lot of people really, really love you, and they've spent a lot of money and time on you, but. Uh, do you want to come on our podcast and prove and to like, us why that you're uh, a real human <laughs> that you're not the fucking worst because we because me and my friend we, we suspect that you kind of suck do that <laughs> it's like we've been we've been slandering you for a while do you, would you like to come on our podcast and defend yourself <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um well, I don't, that's how uh that's how like Kirk and Callahan have their show basically that's what they do it's like, hey, let's talk about this guy behind his back for a week straight, and then and then oh, invite them on. And then, then you want to you want to come on our show? Oh no, because we've been slandering you for a week. Ah, yeah, fuck this guy, weekend. get him! Right, exactly. That's another weekend. They then they killed him. Um, fuck. Uh, they. I actually. So I was talking to Kirk the other day. They were on Radio Row all week, and Radio Row was extremely light as far as celebrities yeah, went this year. I've heard it's been very quiet in general. A lot. I I would show up over there and I was like, I'm just gonna walk around and see who happens to be coming in and out, and I'm gonna grab them and I get some stuff with them. And there was just nobody. And Kirk was saying because of the time zone difference, he was like, Well, we're on at five in the morning, local time, 
So they had to go over there and like you could see Keyshawn Johnson walking around at like 11 a.m. And that's the coolest guy you're going to see all day. But that's not even happening that early. So, wow, that uh, tough break. uh, Yeah, I I was saying I wasn't going out too much this week. Imagine having to get up and do a five o'clock radio show. Fuck that. Yeah, that's why they pay him the big bucks. That's why they're the that's why they're the the pros. Um, uh, who you got in the big game? The Patriots. Duh. What about you? Yeah, me too, man. Pats. Tom nice. Brady. Nice, nice man. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna kick that Falcon ass. Yeah, they're gonna get that. They're gonna get that ass. Um, <laughs> JB Smoove is also here. Oh yeah, yeah, I did see him. Well, yeah, in, in, in I uh, Snapchats and stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't doing the like, "Hey, can I get a thing?" I only did it to Darren and PFT. Uh, but I was like, you know what, JB Smooth would have been a cool guy to to selfie up with. True. Yeah. Um, we never we never went back to this, but our uh, our AFC championship predictions were pretty on the nose. Yeah, they were. Uh, right down to Chris Hogan having that game. We both yeah. said that. Yeah. Yeah, we said that he was going to explode and be a monster in that game. Yeah. Uh, did you know that the Patriots have not scored a first quarter point in six Super Bowls with Tom Brady? Really? Well, That's pretty wild. They always seem they always seem to get off to kind of slow starts. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I nerded out in first drive in the in the Super Bowl. There, I guarantee they're going to score on the first drive. Um, Tom Brady said that Bill Belichick has told him every day that he hasn't scored in the first really? quarter. <laughs> yeah, uh, because yeah, like right after the championship games, ESPN put out a big thing of like uh, like ten stats on each team or whatever, and one of them was like they scored this many points in this quarter, this many points in this quarter, uh, haven't scored in the first quarter, and I was like, huh, fuck, weird. So I asked Belichick about it, and he gave a pretty good answer. Uh, but he was kind of acting like he wasn't totally aware and that it wasn't that big a deal. Right. And then I asked Brady about it. And uh, I, I just uh, asked, like, because there's the longer uh, pregame and everything, and the, the actual game is so much longer than a normal game just because yeah. of all the commercials and everything. Uh, I was like, is it tougher to get into an offensive rhythm right out the gate just given that you're standing on the field for so much extra time? He was like, well... My goal is to score more points in the first quarter than zero, which <laughs> my coach has told me regularly is what I do. Like, um, I uh, my prediction is that they score on the first drive and then uh, they let their foot off the gas. No, I think I think that they're this one's not going to be as close as a lot of people think. Mm, I see. I mean, if they do start sl- slow, then. It could get out of hand. Like the Falcons are fucking it always, offensively. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, but I, I just think that like the the Patriots always start off kind of slow, and like there's there seem to be a lot of nerves, and I'm sure that there will be. Um, but I, for for some reason, I feel like this team is gonna put it together quicker than than the other ones in the past, and like they'll they'll start clicking really early on, and it'll they'll pull away in in the early in the second half. I think the good thing for them is that they had the shitty uh, divisional round game, the Patriots. Because yeah, that's a that's that's a huge 
huge advantage for the Patriots. Like if they, because if they, Belichick loves that if they, shit. If they had cruised into the Super Bowl, I'd be nervous, more nervous than I am. But right. it, for them to have a shitty game in the first two rounds, that's an advantage for the Patriots and the Patriots fans because you know that like when they have a shitty game or a shitty performance, Belichick gets fucking on them. <laughs> right. And those players aren't gonna fucking aren't gonna let it happen again if they if they can prevent it. Yeah, I tried to uh, ask Legarrette Blunt if uh, Belichick ever. Is seems like an old guy because he's sixty. He's turning sixty-five, and there was a thing this week of like, "Ooh, when's he going to retire?" And I was like, "I wonder if I can get any Patriots player to be like, yeah, he's a good coach, but fuck, man, he acts like a an old guy." Because I mean, I I know sixty-five-year-old guys. They're they're old guys. But Belichick I feel, like, doesn't Bel- I feel like Belichick's been an old guy for twenty-five years. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, Belichick's been an old guy since he was like thirty-eight. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, man. Uh, what else? Uh, I I really wanted to ask Ladanian Tomlinson about being classy. Ah, I'm I'm bummed that you couldn't do it. Yeah, I uh, we had to do. CSN was putting together a thing where they want to get a bunch of former players answering like three specific questions, and one of them is like, "What's worse, deflating footballs or pumping in crowd noise?" So. Uh, Adam and I had to go into this room with all those guys and go like from player to player and ask them these questions. And then I really want to follow up with a questions about how big a career Philip Rivers has had and B about being classy because that's a classy ass dude right there. If so you know classy. him, so he always, classy. he always handles you know him. He, yeah, he carries himself. If you talk to him. He's very classy and cares about being classy. Uh, what are you doing for the Super Bowl? I am working and writing. Ah, uh, break. I don't know yet. I have no plans yet. But yeah, I have, I have a busy weekend. I just don't know what I'm doing for the Super Bowl. Nice. So I did. A, I'm, do, I'm doing a, my patented move. By the way, uh, got a, a couple people have asked what I'm doing, trying to make some plans. And even though I'm pretty sure, um, I was pretty sure I was working. I did the whole. Like, oh, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. And then it's Friday now, and I'll tell the, both parties on Saturday, like, oh, I'm figure out on. your own shit, man. Yeah. It's a classic good friend move. <laughs> I know. Why, why is that? Why is that? It, it doesn't feel good doing it, but it's like when you know you probably can't do something. Why? I, I don't say no. No, me neither. I'm yeah. just like, uh, maybe, man. I like I'll to you know. people along. It, yeah. uh. I, I like I like the option on the table. Yes, exactly. Just and then in case, just in case things go really wrong somehow, <laughs> you got that you got that fallback plan. Yes, exactly. And then if you actually when you ever go through with plans, then you've made that person's day. Exactly. Yeah. So um, just the good boys of the good boys of plan making. <laughs> uh, so Monday's episode is going to be interesting because I don't know when we're going to record it. Oh yeah, that's right. After the Super Bowl, uh, we should uh, we should find a way to work in the Super Bowl. I was going to say like we could I, do it during the Super Bowl, and then I was I'm going to work. I don't know. It'll be interesting because I don't want to record it before the Super Bowl because I feel like it'd be good to have Super Bowl stuff in there, right, uh, for Monday. But I definitely probably will not be able to do it on Sunday night because I'll be drunk. 
Yeah. Um, and then Monday will be kind of a mess. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, we'll do something Monday morning. Maybe we just shoot for a late Monday episode. Yeah. You know, just, yeah, we can do that. And maybe. Maybe there's a big announcement on Monday, too. Maybe there's a big announcement. There just may be. 